Welcome to the podcast. I'm Candice Boddington, your host, an energy dealer and nutritional navigator in Cape Town, South Africa, and founder of The Bod Brand. In 2017, I made the commitment to live a holistic lifestyle to heal my anxiety, gut health, and hormonal imbalances. I truly hope that the space adds the value you seek and will give you the starting blocks to heal too. All you need to do to get started is subscribe and you can leave the rest in our hands. We're looking forward to sharing this time together. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is sponsored by Nanuki, my personal favorite snack ever. Nanuki is an allergy-free vegan chocolate that has taken SA by storm. To grab 20% off your next online Nanuki order, use the code BODCAST on your way out. I'll leave the link in the description. Alright, so without further ado, let's get into today's episode where we get to know the face behind the brand Nanuki and how she has dealt with chronic stress being a new mom to both a company and two kids. Let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast, Nadia. It is such an exciting podcast for me. So if you don't know who Nadia is, she is the founder and owner of Nanuki, aka Boom Bars, aka everyone's kryptonite. Um, I found Boom Bars on Faithful to Nature about three years ago. Has it been three years? Um, all right, so I'm actually going to hand over to you so you can explain who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into the topic of today's podcast. Um, okay, well, first of all, happy to be here. Happy to finally meet you. Yes. Um, so I created um, basically Nanuki about three years ago with the idea to, to make a healthy product that didn't just taste very healthy something that I would enjoy and my two-year-old would eat and um, you know that it's still something you're putting into your body that's that's good for you or better than anything else and you still feel that you're indulging um, so that was the dream and we've like created products around this vision and yeah we're hoping to continue this vision into many more products in the future which I can tell you there are going to be, and they're very exciting. So I reached out to Nadia to talk today because we were actually just going to meet for the first time, and then I thought, how cool would it be to actually do a podcast with you while we're here? Um, we played with a few ideas of what to talk about, and then Nadia suggested that we actually talk about what's very relevant in her life right now, and that is stress, stress management, um, her thyroid, going back to a few podcasts ago, um, and just, yeah, generally getting to know you. So um, I don't have anything planned for today, so I thought maybe you could just start off with your journey and how that maybe have led to a high stress, what you've done to manage that and hopefully that can help anyone who listens yeah um just i want to just share like some um personal experience i mean i don't have any medical background um i'm not trained in medicine at all so whatever advice i give it's just something that i've you know worked for me um, not necessarily for anyone else, but things that I found how to cope with some things and some issues. Um, and stress is really important because it's always 
everyone's stressed everyone has stress in their life and it's something people just brush under the carpet and like it's okay it's stress and you just get on with it but you don't actually realize what it does to your body until your body just gives in and says listen I can't do this anymore yeah like this is enough and even if you are strong-willed even if you are you know resilient you will eventually your body will just say like up to here I can't anymore and what is scary is when you go to a normal medical doctor they'll just tell you um, yeah mental illness has nothing to do with your body and here's some antidepressants and go see a psychologist or psychiatrist and I completely disagree like everything in your body affects your body and everything in your uh, and your mind and anything in your mind affects your body as well um, I started a business I had a little coffee shop um, when I was 22 and obviously that was a very stressful time having a business especially at a quite a young I was about to age. say at a very young age and you know you think you know everything by then and you realize into it like you you don't actually know um, and well obviously it wasn't a success um, which was you know a very big emotional exactly it's like a hard pull to, yes, to swallow that it yeah. is. and it was a very big thing you need to get over but um, you know you just continue life and okay and you're like young lesson and learns yes. yeah um, it is you know it, it did take up a very big space in my head and emotionally you know you have so many feelings um, and after that, I went on to study um, to be a chef. So I decided oh, no ways. I'm going to do a pastry course. So um, I did professional cooking and pastry here in Cape Town. And at the same time, I got a job as a pastry chef. Where was that? Um, that was in Stellenbosch. So it's oh, okay. one of the top three five fine dining restaurants. Um, and I actually don't know how why I got myself into that I feel like I do because you just created one of my favorite chocolates and I feel like that's so connected so I started a job as a pastry chef um little did I know actually what I was getting myself into um so as a chef it's a really very stressful job it's very um it takes a very different person, yes. a very it's, specific person. Yes. It's intense. It's long hours. People are shouting at each other. They're throwing plates. Like it's really like in the movies. That's how the kitchen runs, and um, you know, every day you have someone shouting at you, especially as as the trainee, as the new one, um, and have very high standards. And eventually, um, you overworked, you overstressed, you walk in already nervous about who's gonna shout at you about something today um, and at the same time obviously you get paid minimum wage so yeah. you have this financial stress like how am I gonna get through everything and studying and this very very intense job um, so at that point my way out was actually just um, chatting about it he's like how did you get to that point um, it was so stressful. I didn't actually, I couldn't cope with life actually. Yeah. So I got a job on an island. On an island? <laughs> so I Googled job on an island <laughs> and got a job in Zanzibar. So I was like, okay, I'm going far away from everything and packed my bags and I, I went. And um, 
I moved to Zanzibar, um, got a job as a assistant general manager of a small little beach hotel on the east coast of Zanzibar. That's a, that's sure. That's quite a shift. It is it's like a one eighty, but a I guess nice way of running away yeah. from, from all the stress, right? But not necessarily dealing with it. Exactly. So, um, you know, I sitting on on the island, no worries, nothing to pay. Um, hakuna Matata, <laughs> um, sun rises, literally just the beach in front of you and walk on the beach to work and, you know, everyone's relaxed and laid back and it was great. It was an amazing time and I, I'm sure a lot of healing happened, a lot of, um, good things, you know, um, of course, uh, you're living on an island, so you don't have Wi-Fi, you don't have television. You don't have the newspapers and the billboards and all these things. So it, it is a l isolation that really does clear your mind and helps you to process a lot of things. Or well, it gives you the space to, and yes. like you said, like it's just not having so much stimulation around you. So yes. you get to actually sit and with yourself. You have no influence from outside. Like you're not getting hit by some bad tragedy some bad news that you know even if you think it doesn't bother you and on your way to work you're reading all these these posters it does affect you yeah and you know like your mind your brain can't see so whatever you read it and whatever know. you feel exactly. as well is it's responding to that is this real is this on me is this for me um so there you're completely isolated and um you have the ocean and the fresh air and you know, all these uh, tourists on honeymoon, everyone's so happy and relaxed, and it was a great time. Um, but then it did get a bit lonely, a bit secluded, and I wanted to travel the world. So I had this wanderlust, you know. Um, and then the, the only way, like, how can I travel for free? And, yeah, um, you know, it's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> everyone wants to know, right? Um, so I got a job as a cabin crew. Oh, okay. oh, right. So. <laughs> yeah, that is normally, that is, I know a lot of girls who have, um, it's air hostessing. Yes. Yeah. So um, I actually left Zanzibar to, um, to the Middle East. So moved there and started flying. And it was amazing. You see the world for free. You stay in five star hotels. You get paid tax free. and. Well, that's you know, nice. <laughs> it's really nice. And accommodation is paid. And, you know, literally, you just have to buy food and um, entertain yourself. Like, it, Do you it get a nice. lot of off time when you are someone flying quite a bit, though? Um, that's where the whole trick come in, comes yeah. in. You, th you see it all glamorous and great. But actually, that is it's a really stressful job as well. So I already realized by working in the kitchen, um, in the ho restaurant, I don't really do well under stress. Um, mm -hmm. Some people thrive on it. Like there were obviously chefs in the kitchen where the more intense the service was, the happier they were. And I'm like shaking. I want to yeah. get back. I want to hide in the fridge. I just feel like I was constantly on this adrenaline out of, you know, stress and fear and just being nervous and I couldn't handle it in the same way other people could. Yeah. So that's like something to delete from the CV. You know, <laughs> I can work well under pressure. No, I cannot. <laughs> I do well, like 
on my own and you lose the joy of of creating something you know I used to love baking and pastry and all these things but under all this pressure you start to fear it. it's the joy the joy was gone as a as a cabin crew of course you face um, it's a lot of stress mostly you fly during the night yeah you have to sleep in the day um, and that's also interfering with your hormones, your hormones and if your stress is exactly. under yeah yes. that's another great balance so you have stress on board people sometimes treating you bad um, things happening um, and then you have uh, your day and night is turned upside down you get issues sleeping because you don't your body's not producing melatonin anymore. yeah so your cut it was a joke something cycle I can't pronounce it now it's like cardiac cycle I don't know I can't pronounce it now it's basically the rhythm in which you sleep your body becomes accustomed to that so if it gets disrupted it just disrupts so many other systems like your immune system hormones your endocrine everything basically gets disrupted sleep is magic it's it is and that's something you definitely lack if yeah. you're flying and um, especially in the beginning you you know you land in Rome and you have 12 hours and you want to see the whole Rome <laughs> and sleep and go back and um, it, it does take its toll and you eat airline food you know yeah which is um, high sodium so much fat and so much sodium mm. and you constantly dehydrated and constantly bloated and um, also living there and working for that company so many rules and you're always nervous um so eventually i also said like up to here like i can't i can't do that for me mm. um you know you just constantly not feeling great and not feeling well and not and yourself yes yeah you kind of lose yourself when you're in that that space and i've been there too and I think that's why when you also told me about this topic, I was like, yes, because I think there's a lot of people who are under this and they continue to fall into similar cycles, just yeah. different names, and they don't realize that stress is killing them. It is, and, and you're always sick. And yeah. And you don't know why. And even friends that are still flying, they have issues, always a new one, you know, dark circles under the eye, and they go see doctors and they get laser treatment. And it's because you're not, healthy you're not sleeping as you're supposed to you're mm. not eating as you're supposed to and this constant stress on your body and even while you're flying lack of fresh air and radiation and all these things um it does have a very big effect on on your body and on your mental health and the stress as well um so after about three years um i stopped flying um, I met my husband um, so we um, I, I stopped flying and we got married um, and then I've always struggled with um, my weight so since I was very young um, I grew up with a lot of sweets and sugar in the house and grandma was always baking and my mother was always baking and um, always you know the struggle with gaining weight and then you starve yourself and then you gain and then you lose on some yeah. other way um so after we got married um i really wanted to have a family um and then when i did um fall pregnant i was like 
really determined to be the healthiest for the baby and it's like for the first time um, you make decisions to be like so healthy and just eliminate everything that you know is bad for you um, which also makes you think why don't I do that for myself like, yeah the why question now that a baby why do I care why not why don't I think of myself as well first I think and I think it's I honestly think this is quite an individual answer but I do know that a lot of women don't feel that they are worthy of um, yeah. they feel that everyone else needs to be looked after before themselves hence why you're looking after a bubba before yourself so it's exactly. this very deep intrinsic self-worth and self-love that needs to come up it is um, you as you grow and you, you feel less about yourself because your skin is breaking out or you're fat or you are not proud of like how you deal maybe with something that you think you should be or you start to think less about yourself so you start treating yourself less and then suddenly when this new life comes you decide well I'm gonna be the best I can yeah. for that little thing um, little nuggets yes and then that's where like um, I really started taking care of my health and what I eat and um, trying to mentally also be more aware um, so I stopped eating sugar um, that was a very big thing I was about to me. say that's quite a big thing coming from a past yes. of a pastry chef then and being someone who was loved and yes, filled I with sweets as a bubba a sugar addict I didn't go a single day without you know some sort of sugar overdose um, so I completely stopped sugar caffeine uh, processed foods you know like literally went really cold turkey on, <laughs> on my health did you find and that that was the best way to go about it for you because some people thrive off going cold turkey because yeah. there's no um, temptation. But sometimes it can be too much for someone at once. Yeah. Um, it is. At that time, I was like really motivated, you know, pregnant mm. for the first time. And I'm going to have the healthiest pregnancy. And so it did like motivate me. Mm. Um, and I did have a really good pregnancy. And... Um, we had our son, and 17 months later, we had our daughter. Oh, wow, I didn't know you had two bubbers. Yes. So she only had one. No, and they're 17 months apart. Sure. Um, thinking back, yeah, that was a bit crazy, but now... <laughs> you know what, it's going to be so nice when they grow up together, yeah. though. You know, it's, uh, they, they're growing up together, and, you know, you feel like, okay, I had the power to do it, and it's done, and yeah. now I'll let them just grow up and... Um, I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I'm done now, thanks. <laughs> so when um, when I had the, the second one, of course, now you just went through two pregnancies and two years of breastfeeding and all this um, stress and new baby in the house. And you still have a, a baby, actually. I mean, 17 months old. Oh, it's still a baby, very much a baby. And the new baby, she was... A very difficult one she never stopped crying my goodness and you know you you go you leave the hospital and you know about uh, postpartum depression you know you're educated people educate you everyone tells you every 
every book about pregnancy, they warn you about it. And you know, okay, like you have I have a general to idea. Take care of myself so I don't go through it. And you you're fine. But when I th I think about six months after she was born, um, I think that's when it actually hit. And apart from the fact like she never slept and she just cried and we couldn't figure out what it was. Um, and a baby and you know, a lot of stress and things aren't as you expected it to be. And your body is really like just exhausted from well, not only from this new stress, but from past stress, because exactly. your body holds on to all of that. And it's all these things that you never really recovered from. Yeah. And uh, then I um, came up with the idea to start this business. So we um, we decided to like give up everything there. We were living in the Middle East, and we I came back to South Africa with the kids, and um, I mean Lana was six months old, and. Um, my husband stayed there, so you know, someone had to to bring in the moolah. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. And that's another stress, yeah. you know, being away from your person and um, all alone here, yeah. with two little kids, and starting a business that you actually you don't really know where to start, and you're just hoping for the best. Um, and it's a big risk you're taking, especially with these two people, little people. Like, kind of relying on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like when I was 22, it didn't work. Okay, well, you know, just continue. Now you have a bit more responsibility. Yeah. Um, and in that first year, the stress really kicked in. Um, it was like I was raising two kids alone, you know, and you're other half is so far away we saw each other every what was it three months or something oh just a disclaimer we're actually in um <laughs> Nadia's husband's car or rental car because there's construction going on in my house so he's actually in here but he's being very kind and just letting us um do a, a car podcast we've actually we've, we've probably just come up with like a new a new thing I don't know if anyone's <laughs> ever done a podcast in a car but <laughs> we're doing it um I think it's working um yeah sorry you were saying <laughs> um yeah so then as you are starting a business you're working like all the hours you can <laughs> and um trying to raise kids and you have all this uh, stress on you you know you just given up we sold everything we had and just backed up everything. To start Nanookie. Yes. And That's crazy. That's a is, lot of confidence. And it's all the savings that we had, you know, we were saving so nice and like, okay, um, my wonderful husband believed in my crazy idea. So was that it? Was you? <laughs> did you just have this idea and your hubby backed you and you went for it? It's kind of like that. That's yeah, amazing. I, I just made a little, I had a little notebook and I started drawing how I want these bars to look and what made you think of bars I knew that's something my child would eat <laughs> okay that's awesome and, though yeah it's uh, something convenient that you can give a two-year-old because he didn't eat anything you know? yeah and um, I wanted something healthy and nice and that's I don't know I just I draw a few sketches and got a lot of ideas and brainstorming and out of about 10 two of them 
actually came to life initially and um, so we gave up literally everything to start this and it was really a lot of stress um, being alone and working really hard and you you know when you're alone you don't want to really eat yeah especially after being married you make dinner and you're sitting and like also when you're making for you I guess because your kids are eating something different you tend to also start neglecting those meals because you want convenience instead of nourishment and I can even say I'm hugely not at fault but I definitely do that or I just buy from the restaurant (laughs) we're about to go to after this (laughs) while it's proud it's amazing so I started eating like skipping so many meals not on purpose but you're so busy in the day you forget to eat you're so stressed in the afternoon you can't eat at night it's you look at your food and you take a few bites and you're like you know what I'm just gonna go to bed um the kids are fine they ate already and um I lost so much weight but like unhealthy um and of course you don't get the nutrients you're supposed to get and somehow you're just running on adrenaline basically and again coming back to the previous conversation it's not necessarily the thing you want to have in your body no and your like adrenal glands are on high alert all the time and your brain is telling you fight um there's you know there's a threat yeah and you just keep running on that and last year um uh, my husband joined so he left his job and everything and he came to join and it did really make a big difference of course you you go back to normal kids have you know two parents and you have a bit more of a, a structure and a support um, and in running the business but as you go as the business grows you know stress does not go away and it's like your body is waiting for it to go away it's like I can okay I can push a little bit more okay I can push a little bit more but eventually you have to stop and it just doesn't stop so did you have a breaking point recently that has given you the opportunity to maybe slow down have you slowed down well I had to um I reached a point a few months back or weeks back where I just really couldn't anymore um I started really like changing um in what way really aggressive and short-tempered anything would make me so aggressive and I would lose my cool with anyone and anything and the kids and everything you know they would be playing or singing a song and it feels so loud in your head and you want to just scream you know and as you're feeling it, you know, like, this is not right. And this, this is, yeah, this should not be my response yeah. to my child singing. And, you know, red lights are going up. Like, this is, something is wrong with me. And um, I would get really emotional, really down. And I, I noticed some, some things, um, you know, you lose your appetite. Um, I'm tired, like, all the time. I have the worst brain fog. Like, if you walk out of the gym, I have no idea where the car is, you know. And it's not like, okay, I haven't... I, like, you're completely blank, which makes you even more anxious. Because you're like, like, what is going on? And I can relate to this, so... You feel so lost, yeah. like, what is happening to me? And it's really scary. Mm. Um, 
where you can't concentrate anymore. You know, people send you an email and just replying, it's so much energy. Energy. Yeah. And you feel so much brain fog. You know, like it's just too hard and like I'll get back to it. And then you realize a week later I never got back to it. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, okay, um, like now that causes a bit more stress yes. um, and then it continues sadly yeah so um, on the stress topic I just want to ask um, what do you feel has helped you have you been putting anything into practice to limit your stress or to help it in any way yeah because I got to a point where um, I just went into like a complete depression I couldn't um, I didn't want to wake up, I didn't want to get up, I didn't want to care about anything. Um, even like going to an island was not even a Like a, a positive you know, thought, like, yeah. I just don't care about anything anymore. Um, you think, let me just, you know, literally you get thoughts like, should I just drive into this wall? And you know, like, this isn't right, I shouldn't be thinking like this. Yeah. Um, and you want to get out but after a point you don't even want to get out of this feeling you're so tired and your body just everything just says I don't want to get out I don't want to continue can I just switch off Shaman. so um, what did help is um, well first of all like my husband wonderful husband <laughs> being back <laughs> he, um, he realized like this is um, not, you know, this is not who she is and this is not right. Um, so he did help taking a few things. Um, we sent the kids to grandma a little bit more, you know, a little bit more quiet in the house, just a few days, um, like in the afternoons where they used to be at home the whole afternoon and, you know, fighting and shouting and all And also you working from home, eh? Trying to work and it's yeah. just really hard. Um, and uh, a few other responsibilities that do cause a lot of stress, um, especially things that I don't really enjoy, you know, like admin. Things, I was about to say, like finance, doing the admin. Vacuum, you know, it's, yeah. it's not fun, it's, you have to do it. But I just had to say, you know what, I can't, like, someone else has to take some things. And also, I was um, doing a lot of strength training for about the whole year up to like a while back and you realize like you're putting extra stress on your body and every day you have some pain somewhere and your body keeps it feels that exactly. it listens to that and pain. you already have stress in your mind and now you're putting stress on your muscles and you're never stopping and um, even in between your sets you're checking your emails and you're answering a call and you're never really away yeah. Um, so I said, like, this has to stop. Um, I decided now just do a class where for an hour I don't look at my phone. Um, and that's a good. That's a good tip, and though. All I think about is keeping up. You yeah. Know, do zumba. Like it's hard to keep up with the steps, but at least for that hour you're not thinking about anything else. You're not yeah. worried about a deadline or admin or You're just fully present. Yes. Yeah. And even if your phone's gonna ring you're not gonna hear it. You know, <laughs> you're just enjoying and you walk out and the endorphins are flowing and nothing stressed you out. Um, so I really came down with the exercise 
taking it a bit more slow, easy. Um, if days I feel I can't, I just leave it. You know, yeah. Just, today is not the day I'm gonna. I don't have that extra energy in me to to go for something. Um, I can totally relate to that though. So um, after I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid disease, um, I haven't followed any kind of exercise program. I think I've worked out a handful of times in the space of three months. And I, in my head, it's difficult to kind of manage that thought process every day because I come from a space where I, I identify with fitness. Um, but now that my health took such a turn... Um, I know that it's just a season in my life. And I'm like, it's just for now. It's not for always. I need to build my immune system. I need to build myself up before I can go back to that space. So it's amazing that you're listening to your body. And you have to rest your body, heal everything before you can start something like that again. Yeah. And instead of just, you think like they, everyone tells you for stress, do exercise. But it's what exercise exactly. are you doing? And are for you how long? more stress to your body? Are you... Um, exhausting yourself more and not healing um, and then um, things that personally I really believe in um, is vitamin B yes um, this is like the shock absorbers for your nerve system yeah vitamin B12 I yeah. think is probably the well, best I do the but shot, so you get them all yeah we do um, I do a vitamin B12 and vitamin B complex in one syringe. How sore those injections? Well, it, they make me sad. <laughs> if you know how to do it. Oh, so do you do it yourself? My husband does it. He's amazing. Oh. Well, that's that's sometimes better because I think it's the actual process of going into a clinic and getting them to jab yeah. my bum that's also quite well, stressful. You know, I've always believed in vitamin B um, and my grandmother actually recovered from cancer and chemotherapy and she went to the nurse every second day for vitamin B shot and she recovered so fast that people couldn't believe that it was like her real hair and not her wig what? so I'm a really firm believer in the power of vitamin B for your immune system for your nervous system and you're not getting enough in your diet even if you eat a diet rich in those vitamins unfortunately the way that food's made these days you just won't get it exactly which and is the amount yeah. of stress that we have exactly it's, it's like taking your car on a dirt road all day long you're gonna need to change your shocks more often exactly and i love that analogy <laughs> that's really cute and we have so much stress so you need more shock absorbers yeah um so the vitamin b it really gives you this little push you know to to actually want to help yourself and um another thing my my mother is a very big supplement person she almost just lives on these things um, <laughs> so she found a supplement called phosphatidylserine is that is that the fossil stuff I, someone was telling it's, me about this today okay, well, tell like, us about it because i don't think i know enough but i literally spoke to someone about this today okay, so it's like a fatty um lipid okay I'm not really 100 percent sure what it is but <laughs> it's basically it covers your cells in your body so it forms like a little protection basically and it protects your nerve cells in your brain that's incredible so when i mean it kind of like it's like isolating open wires yeah you know so if you have this and as you age um your body doesn't produce enough anymore and as you stress i'm sure like it gets depleted so phosphatidylserine 
it's um it just helps protect these nerves to basically to deal with things better and it's an amazing product it's been proven to help with adhd with multiple sclerosis um anxiety depression and where do you get yours from can you get it from a general health store <laughs> my mother she's my dealer <laughs> she was trying to say that i was like but can i say that about your mom if i don't know her um <laughs> she just shows up like here you go i can see you need it <laughs> oh man that's amazing though yeah so um, um i mean first of all you really need support you need someone to believe that listen this is not right you're not just crazy that's um, a huge thing because a lot of the time you think you're crazy you think i'm just being crazy i'm just being too much someone tells you oh, just get over it or just deal with it and no you can't there's a point where your nerves can't your brain is telling you there's something really big like, happening I'm, yeah you know i'm your brain is constantly telling every um cell in your body to be on high alert and it's never getting the chance to relax. And, you know, I've never been able to go back to Zanzibar and just worry about nothing. Yeah. And for the next few years, I'm not going to be able to do that either. Especially with where you are now with your yeah. company. And two kids, you know. Yeah. Um, you, you can't escape stress. And no one can just go and, and heal for a few months um, without any... Uh, worries it's always going to be there so you just have to minimize the ones that you can and supplement with things that you you can to to really help you so I found that um, between the vitamin B um, and the phosphatidylserine and really eliminating unnecessary stress um, to you what was unnecessary stress obviously everyone's is different but it's yeah. just interesting to to see your your point of view on that so for especially if you work for yourself you intend to work 24 hours and you will be at 10 o'clock still replying emails or dms or whatever and your mind is always busy thinking and your brain is constantly thinking about these things so you have to actively decide i am not going to even open this email or i'll read it but i'm not going to think about it and you have to really just be very um it's almost like creating those boundaries yes. for yourself and essentially for your own like, mental health i left the office yeah you know and i'm not gonna think about it till i'm ready till tomorrow morning yeah and when you wake up usually first thing is check the emails what happened you wake up at 6 a.m and you might have some bad email you might have some something really stressful and it it immediately starts your day in that tone. In that tone, yeah. before you've even woken up properly. And then you have your kids and you have to get them to school and you take it out on them. And yeah. So you have to say, okay, before nine o'clock, I'm not touching my phone. Yeah, I do exactly the same. And I was listening to a podcast yesterday with Russell Brand and JJT. And they were saying that a lot of the time we do that. We start our day with picking up our phone, reading that email that maybe wasn't so nice. And then the rest of the day gets classified as I had a bad day. Yes. But really you had a bad minute and you let that bad exactly. minute determine your and whole day. replaying in your mind yeah. and replaying. And you, instead of having that one minute that you read the email, it's two hours of bad keeps breathing so for your brain it's just unhappy for all that time and it carries through to everything else and when you're in this stressful mood if any other um 
reaction you face in that day is so much worse. Yes. Because you're already in that bad space. You're in the fight or flight. So even if your kids are singing a song on a on a relaxed day, it would be fine. But on a stressful day, you're like, oh, please, can't you be quiet? Yeah. I mean, I, I've had moments like that with my puppy now. And I, I love him with every cell in my body. But when I'm having those days, because I also am coming from a background of high stress and dealing with learning to create those boundaries for myself and healing myself from um, not only a thyroid disease, but a high, very, very high stress um, year last year. Um, I have days like that as well, where like a sound, I'm, I'm like almost light sound and smell sensitive like everything gets heightened and then I know that I need to actually put my laptop away have a half day and actually go love my dog even more because that's what I need not shouting at them (laughs) when you you get this point where you can't breathe because something is too loud or there's too many people around you you have to just know that there's something you should deal with and you should just find a way to relax um to deal with the stress because it's gonna eventually catch up with you so i'm sorry to interrupt but besides managing your stress and supplementing do you have any forms of like routines or morning rituals or night things even if it's like a two thing like i do three minutes of breathing and i put my phone away like what what do you find has helped you in a sense of like a morning and evening kind of routine to help manage stress have you found that yet That's fine though. In the morning, um, no. I mean, the only, the only change really is just to not look at any work-related things in the morning. But that's a realistic thing. Yes. You know, like some people have these crazy like things that not everyone can do. So, yeah. I mean, you're a working mom. Yeah. Realistically, not looking at your phone is a really good start. And in the in the evening, I mean, some nights we have to work. I mean, if we have deadlines, we. You put the kids to bed and you go back to work and you work um, until like you can't anymore and have to reach a point where you know you just have to decide you know what I can't like yeah. delay the order I can't do that for me for the future me you know you can't keep pushing yourself um, because it's not like there's an end line and you're gonna have a three months vacation yeah you have to pace yourself yeah um and just spend more silly time I yeah mean, we started silly things um play hide and seek with the kids you know like just try and take your mind off these things and it's hard it's a it's really a conscious decision all the time you can get stuck in a thought or something you have to do um and it's so easy to just stay in that and it can um, affect your whole life you know it affects your marriage it affects your well, all the important it, parts of life and you yeah. end up you're not really living because you keep staying in this stress so there's a time where you just have to say you know what fuck it like <laughs> yeah no sorry you can swear it's so mellow <laughs> it's just I'm not gonna not gonna kill myself for this because that's eventually what it's gonna be and I fell into this literally this days where I was so down I didn't want to do anything I couldn't do anything I didn't even I was thinking 
can't I just die? Even the kids, they'll be fine. You know, like you just don't want to do anything. And that is a really bad point. And if you are someone, and especially you might not have any help or anyone around you, or it might be, um, you know, so severe, and that's where all this really severe depression um, cases come in and people really hurting themselves and their loved ones. Um, so it's really important. You have to know there's a limit. And when you're going in that direction, stop. And also, It's not worth it. It's not worth it. No. And also I think setting those limits sooner than later is a really like important maybe thing to take from today's episode is knowing your limits sooner yes. than later. Yeah. You know, for no, definitely you have to know. For me I'm I'm really in general I'm a nervous person. It's terrible if you have to drive and I'm the passenger. <laughs> My husband hates it. I'm constantly like shouting and like closing my eyes. Um but you have to know who you are as well. Don't go and put yourself in a very stressful situation. So avoid movies that make you nervous yeah I do that my boyfriend laughs at me but I can't watch action or thrillers or horrors because it stays with me and it's like my brain thinks it's my situation yeah I get these very anxious dreams and I wake up already anxious so you just eliminate them um don't put yourself in a place where you don't feel safe and you have this anxiety I'd rather just you know, stay home before I put myself in a place where I have to worry, am I going to get mugged now? Um, well, that's a really good example. So I have that. And um, a lot of the time, I, I'm going to be honest, I really don't like paying for parking. So a lot of the time I end up driving and finding parking in a more dodgier place than a safe parking space in maybe an area I don't know. So now like a very random tip is I will rather just pay the 10 rand not have the anxiety and get to the place with a better mindset like small things like that identifying your anxiety triggers and then just making like really reasonable compromises you have to um, and don't read the news I mean (laughs) I know it sounds really stupid but it really does affect you you know Um, there's like the wall in, in Syria that broke out a few years, it's really close to home because my husband is Syrian and you know, you feel what these people feel and it's yeah. so close. And because we're so connected, we're really connected. Affects, on... And you feel so helpless, yeah. you know, and all these bad things, um, you want to help but you can't and you don't know how and it makes you even more anxious because you feel so helpless in these situations. So read it, let it go. Yeah. You know, it's not mine and send them love and light but you know let it go um we have a way of keeping things yeah. with us and adding to these stresses of life so mm. yeah that's all guys <laughs> i can say it's still it's still a process i mean no still, we're all still in our own processes so yeah. it's not everyone has the answers even the people who maybe seem like they have all the answers are still learning yeah. um and i think this is a wonderful way to end off i always ask one question though at the end that I think will be a nice one and that is what would you tell your 16 year old self today well when I was 16 um, I was going through a phase um, I was at the point anorexic Um, I did not eat um, for about nine months and I was actually very lucky to go to Germany um, as an exchange student and um, the travel 
um, and seeing how other people live and their lifestyles, um, it really did teach me so much. Um, but still, you have, I had very low self-esteem, um, you know, always had acne problems, had weight issues, um, all sorts of just self-image uh, in general was very low. And looking back, I like, wish I could tell myself, like, this is just a season of your life. This is not you. This is not your life. Things change. And there's so many great seasons ahead. Exactly. So just, you know, just enjoy. Like, what does it matter if you're size 12 now? Um, or if you have a pimple on your forehead? Like, there's so much to experience. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> thank you so much for joining today. <laughs> and thank you for our very first car podcast. It was interesting. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm just very, very stoked to have met you in real life. And I'm excited about future things <laughs> and you will hear all about that sometime sometime yeah. soon and it's it's really um great to be on your podcast i think you're helping a lot of people deal with many things i hope so i really hope so yeah. thank you i wish i could give you a hug but there's a mic in between <laughs> us <laughs> all right guys we'll check you next week Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this podcast. I want to listen to you too. So if you have any questions or ideas of dream guests, I'm all ears. I'd love to hear from you. Stay tuned for the answers to your questions and to hear your dream guests on this podcast. Send your questions and requests to candice.buddington at gmail.com and I look forward to connecting with you on a much deeper level. Bye.